Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I am so excited for this conversation. There are so many opportunities in life to celebrate with friends and family, and today I invited two of the best hostesses that I know to share about hosting gatherings and parties in a simplified and relational way. Joining us today is one of my favorite guests, my mom, Connie Burrows. She hosts so beautifully and with such grace, whether it's a child's birthday party, a baby shower, or a wedding reception. I have learned so much from her, And joining us for the first time, one of my dearest friends, Stephanie Camps, a mother of two sweet boys and known for her gatherings where she creates spaces of warmth and fun for moms and kids to celebrate together. She also bakes some of the best scones I've ever tasted. Prepare to be inspired today by these lovely hostesses as they share their wisdom and experience. Well, you are in for a treat today. We are going to have so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me, Mom and Stephanie. So great and such a wonderful time to be jumping into the topic about how to host simply because we're getting ready for fall right now and I know Thanksgiving is just around the corner and that just provides so many opportunities for hosting. And then Christmas, you know, right after this and then New Year's that I think it's a season that We just have an opportunity as moms and as friends and wives and neighbors, you know, to be able to serve people and what a wonderful privilege it is. Um, But it can feel like a big task. And I think that it can just feel very overwhelming at times, especially those times get busy. You know, Thanksgiving gets busy, Mm -hmm, Christmas time gets busy. And, but I, I'm hopeful that maybe you both host so well Mm -hmm. that I'm hopeful that with some encouragement that maybe some moms will be able to feel encouraged and empowered to try hosting in a way that maybe they wouldn't have felt like they could otherwise. So can you just in a nutshell share, how did you learn? Cause both of you, I feel like the hostess with the mostest, like that (laughs) phrase, I just love being at things that you guys host. So how did you learn to host in the way that you do? Cause it's so beautiful. You know, honestly, I think it was just starting starting easy, you know, starting with little things and probably learning from other other hostesses, you know, going to their parties and thinking this one was fun. I should do it like this. Um, I think that's mostly where I learned it. Yeah. Just I practice. remember someone saying a teaching once, like beg, borrow and steal. Like do it. <laughs> it's like look at what well, look at what works for other people and if you think it would work for you, just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. totally. I remember my mom hosting a lot of things when I was growing up. Like we were the place where all of our family would come on over. Mm. And um, and then my grandmother really loves to host things. And so I think between the two of them and them showing me like what an enjoyment it can be for not only themselves, but for the people that they're bringing into their home, mm. um, that just gave me such a heart for wanting to do the same. Yeah. What are some of the gatherings that you've enjoyed hosting? such a broad idea to host something. Yeah, I, I, you know, I loved doing 
my children's birthday parties, your birthday parties, my other children's birthday parties. I love hosting. I love hosting showers, baby showers. And, and I uh, love you hosting them for us. And bridal, <laughs> we'll do another one. <laughs> yeah, and bridal showers. Um, I just love honoring women in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, you know, even get-togethers, just dinner parties of, of adults. Uh, I've had all of my neighbors over for a potluck, and that was a wonderful opportunity. And kind of a stretch because you guys hadn't done anything like that before. Yes, yes, I am. They and had lived so, there for years. Yes, right? and some of the neighbors were people I'd actually never met. Wow. But I decided that it was something I needed to do, and I felt really convicted to do it. And I mm-hmm. just thought, I'm going to do this and put it out there, and it was beautiful. And we all love each other now. Our neighbors were mm-hmm. all really good friends, and it mm-hmm. all started wow. with the one potluck that I stepped out and did it. That's it was wonderful. great. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I have enjoyed, I think the most hosting my kids' birthday parties has been a lot of fun. And I think that that can be something that I think a lot of moms can find to like have like a lot of pressure to host like the very best party. And so I think that like when you can figure out how to do it, that like really speaks to your child well Mm -hmm. is the most important. And then like what works best for them to feel loved and appreciated in that event Um, you know, and so I've enjoyed hosting those and I've enjoyed for my sister hosting all of her baby showers has been so Mm -hmm. much fun. So, and I think that takes all the pressure off when you realize what the purpose of it is too, that I'm doing this to serve my child. I'm doing this to host my child to serve their heart, Mm -hmm. to reach their heart. What's going to love their heart? Well, you know Mm -hmm. what? Grilled cheese is going to love their heart. Well, Mm -hmm. or actually no meal is going to love their heart because they're three and three year olds don't like (laughs) to sit down and have meals. Uh Um, but realizing like what is the actual objective here and how are we serving? And I've even done that. I remember we did that because we got to host the baby shower together right. for our friend. Yeah. And asking her like what what things would be special to you. Yeah. And one of the things that she said was an idea that we wouldn't have done of creating like a book of blessings for mm-hmm. her to be able to take with her that everyone was able to write something that would be an encouragement to her to take with her while she was preparing to have her baby. Right. And we would not have known to do that if yeah. we hadn't asked her. And it took off the, we didn't have to plan an activity because she right. planned it for herself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really great. So, and just thinking about how, like when you are hosting for someone, if there's someone in particular that you're trying to honor, like what you're saying, Connie, like honoring mm-hmm. women and things like that. When you realize like that this is a special time to like just enjoy you as the special person that you are mm-hmm. and like to really um, just show you how much you mean to me. So for one of my sons, that means like it's big and loud and lots of people. And for my other son, it's more quiet with lots of intimate details. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. We, uh, in August, had lots of birthdays for all of my kids. And it's different for each one based on who they are. And something different I tried this time for our oldest is I said, okay, because I I know if he sets the expectations for what he wants to have and he knows in his heart what he wants very clearly Mm – and it will probably work out okay. So we, I gave him a list even, and it said, okay, what is the timing of what you want to do? If we like a thirty-minute time block, and he wrote down like what activities he'd want to do every half hour. And we realized after, you know, what there's really going to be a little more activities than you thought we had time for. So let's prioritize which ones actually fall into place well. And then a list of what food he wanted because he did want to have a meal. And so 
we made that list and then looked, you know, which of these really would serve everybody well and made that work. And he even made the grocery list for it. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and the list of supplies that we would need for the different activities. And it was super fun. And I never would have planned it for him that way. Wow. Okay. That's so oh, fun. And then he's fun. learning how to host then too. Oh, I know. Right. I didn't even think like, about that until after. I thought, right. wow, you just learned how to yeah. host an event. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's so cool. Yeah, it worked out really well. It was cool. Okay, have you ever had any hosting fails where it was like, oh, this is not how I plan on this going at all? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I think I have had those hosting fails where like you have, like you think you have everything planned out and then you realize maybe that like, it's like that eyes are bigger than your stomach kind of feeling. And so like you had this huge list and it had like all of these intimate plans and you were going to do it, but four o'clock in the morning came around, like as you were trying to work on it so hard for the 10 o'clock event. And then you were like, never mind, it's not happening. So Everything's yes. getting blurry because I'm so tired. I'm not printing up labels for the foods. No, it's not going to happen that way. (laughs) Yes. And I think that those kind of fails in hosting, um, like then show you what's most important about why you're doing it and who you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they teach you like you probably didn't have the same fails the next time. No. Right. Like every time. Right. Yes. And mine was similar. (laughs) Was um, it was planning for a baby shower. And the day that I had really set aside It was the day before when we were going to do a brunch the next morning. And the day before, my husband decided that that was the day that we needed to pack up a lot of things and move them to this other home. (laughs) And I knew that I was having the shower the next day, which that's why he thought it'd be a great opportunity because he'd be gone because he would take all of the things that morning and just be gone all day. And so I thought, well, that's fine. But it turned out he needed my help for a mm. lot of that packing. Oh, it seemed like a good and idea. And getting it all together. Mm. And I knew that I needed to be baking that night and getting the house all ready. And so the next morning when it was time for me to really be going, I just knew I was so behind. And it all worked out. Mm. I remember, Krista, you called me. You were yes. coming to the shower <laughs> and you said, do you need anything? And I said, yes. I don't even have any hot cups for coffee. I remember that. I can do that. <laughs> so she brought them and it all worked out and the shower was lovely mm-hmm. and the the mama felt honored and mm-hmm. so it was all good. But uh, I really think it's very important to not to not feel so rushed because mm-hmm. then you can't enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, that's part of, that's part of honoring the guest mm-hmm. is for you to really be ready so that you can be very present yes. for the for your guest of honor. Well, yeah. and I found that with children too. When I'm hosting things for them, if I'm running around like a mad woman the whole morning, mm. and they're just being a child, and then I'm like, "Don't touch that yet. It's not time to play with that thing. Don't do this. It's not time." Like that feels unhappy and stressful for them. Mm-hmm. I remember when we did one time, we had a we. This was back when I could like convince them all that we could have team birthday parties, and that was so <laughs> fun. Um, and we had a Peter Pan birthday party and one, it was great because one pretended to be Peter and one pretended to be Wendy and one pretended to be Tinkerbell. And it was so fun. And I remember getting out all the things the night before. And then I knew when they wake up in the morning, they're going to want to do all these things. Mm-hmm. But so I purposefully only set out enough that they could go ahead and like play the things mm-hmm. because during the party, they're kind of with their friends and they don't mind doing the things twice. Uh-huh. Right. But if I hadn't like thought through that and had just been trying to be busy or having them leave it all alone until 11 or whatever time the party was, that could have made it really unhappy Mm -hmm. and not feeling like they were being loved. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I think you guys are both really excellent at is that you keep it simple, that our 
culture tells us these days, at least it tells me, like you need to do things just to the nth degree mm. that it needs to have. You need to have like 500 different food <laughs> options, like all the flavors <laughs> of all the scones. Mm. And you need to have a whole, this fancy drink station has to be set up with all mm. of these things. And um, everything has to be displayed at all of its different layers and mm. levels and so on and so forth. And some people love that right. and are like creatively gifted in that. And yes. that is just their skill set and it feeds their soul as a right. woman, mm. you know, or man. Some men are really good at hosting those right. things. But that to me just feels like, okay, then I just quit. <laughs> I just can't do it. Right. So how do you host so simply? Not to say that you shouldn't do the things mm-hmm. to the big space. Because if that serves you as the host and it serves those being hosted, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But if it feels overwhelming to a mom to think, I just don't even know. Can you give mm-hmm. them some advice on how you keep it simple and still like such a blessing? want to go first yeah so I think that some parts about keeping it simple are for one to like say like what is my purpose in hosting this Mm -hmm. like is my purpose to like show off all of my my different things like you said like that can be really great because that could feed you really well or if it's like one of those things that's like I've never made one of those before and it looks really (laughs) fun but I don't know how to do it but I guess I'll give it a shot and you're you've only made like your one set and you're going to do it for the big event and then it fails, then I feel like that that could be disappointing for anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I think like for me, different things are to know what my purpose is. Like, and part of my purpose is when I like host something is to be able to have a really um, like intentional time with the people I'm spending that time with, like mm-hmm. where they feel intentionally loved and appreciated and honored and where everyone has a space to feel connected to somebody else. So like little simple things that I'll do are maybe saying like, to, I want to create that space. So what feels warm and homey to me? Something that feels warm and homey to me is like maybe an expected treat. Like, so not making like the fanciest of fancy, but making chocolate chip cookies that are really good. Mm-hmm. And maybe everybody, every time they come to my house always has those. Or when they come to my house, they're probably having scones. Um, that's like my go-to. You are like the queen of scones. <laughs> <laughs> but just thinking like, you know, when I do this, don't expect any anything that different from this this is probably what I'll make but everyone when they come it makes them feel like they are invited into a special place like when they come to Stephanie's house there are scones and when they come to my house like I want them to like think like there are like you know beautiful candles and like like nice um, flowers and things like that that just give it a very warm, like wonderful presence, but Mm -hmm. without it being flashy or without it having those things, because that doesn't, that's not naturally how I am with any of my decorating skills or anything like that. But providing a space where people can come and just share their heart is something that's an easy thing for me to coordinate with these simple things. So, you know, Mm -hmm. what I hear you saying when you're saying that Stephanie is kind of a bigger picture is your goal in hosting is not to draw attention to you, mm. but to draw attention to your guests. Mm. Yeah. And, and just kind of keep a space for people to feel accepted into like a space and to give them like a place that they could say like, I like coming here because it feels warm and homey. And like, it's a place that I know that I can be myself really easily. Which, which I feel like too opens the opportunity If you have been able to create a warm space where people feel loved and accepted in your home, 
what then in turn are they are they mm-hmm. um, motivated to do? Right. Whereas if we've created something that's so spectacular, then they go home and think, I'm never, ever, 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 ever having a party <laughs> because <laughs> right. I could never do all that. Yeah. But if instead you've created something that they go home and say, I could do that. Mm. You know, it isn't that part of what we want to do is to empower other people right. um, to be able to do the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, so I would think that um, one of the things that I see is that a lot of times there's this comparison that happens that we see, you know, what other people post and stuff, mm. and that can make it feel super overwhelming. But what I hear you saying, what you're hearing in her, which I think is really true, is that if the focus is on the guest who we're serving, then the focus isn't on what we're actually been producing because mm-hmm. it's on serving others, right. which is kind of a heart check. Mm-hmm. And maybe that sign of something that needs to be done when you're mm-hmm. thinking about yeah. hosting is check your heart and think, okay, where's my heart in this? Right. What am mm-hmm. I doing? I even did that when we had we had dinner the other night mm-hmm. and I was thinking about me and Stephanie um, and our other friend too. And the, when the three of us were, had dinner plans, we never get to have dinner, just the three of us. No. Like we actually it never was, have. Yeah. We did like one time I out think somewhere. VJ's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that never happens without all of our children. Right. But we planned it and made it happen. And my first thought was, oh, I'll make something really nice for us for dinner. Mm. And then I had to think about my whole week. And I thought, no, that's not going to serve my family at all. Mm. But what I could do is I could get Trader Joe's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, fajitas that are already pretty much made. And we actually already even have the rice and beans from Costco. And Mm. I can get some chips and salsa. And then we can have a dinner and we can enjoy it together. And then they're not getting a stressed out friend who didn't sleep the night before, who's, you know, not going to be able to be present because she's exhausted. Mm. And and we had a wonderful time. Yeah. And you brought scones. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt homey over here too. Yeah. And the other nice thing, it's not like we're trying to lower the bar. No. You know, we still want right. to serve each other well. But what I hear when you describe that is the next time Stephanie wants to have you girls over... Instead of her thinking, oh, now I have to make this fancy meal, right. mm-hmm. she has the freedom to do what works for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe yep. she will have time for a fancy meal. But if she doesn't, she can run to Trader Joe's and right. Costco. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that, that it makes it where then like the purpose is on intentional time with like your people as mm-hmm. opposed to like like look at all the time I spent preparing all of this, which is beautiful and wonderful, but only if you can then be intentional mm-hmm. still with the people on the other side. Absolutely, absolutely. And if it serves your heart in the process to right. be able to bless them. Yes. And at the same time, for sure. Okay, so let's let's get into this, some like nitty gritty of how-tos. So for the mom who hasn't hosted um, and really is thinking, how do I even start here? What advice, mom, would you say is like your first place to start if you're going to host something is what? So the first thing that I do is I get out a note card because that's what I do. Note cards are my best friend for hosting. I um, use my phone. Yes, you would use your phone. I use a pencil. I use a to-do list on my my refrigerator. Okay, okay. And I would pick out a a day and time. But that's the very first thing is Mm -hmm. a day and time. Um, And within that, as you're thinking of your day and time, you're also thinking about what you're going to do about food. Food is part of the, I guess, I don't know, all cultures, certainly Mm -hmm. American cultures wrapped around Mm -hmm. food. 
So if I'm picking out my day and time, I'm already thinking, am I going to actually have a meal here? Mm. If so, which meal? And that will help to pick my day and time. And I've done it where I've also said with children, especially again, just because I don't think most of my children don't find well, at different ages, when they're younger, it wouldn't. It has not blessed them to say, all right, little children, sit down. It's time mm-hmm. to eat now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the moms can hardly even eat because the kids are, you know, crazy. And yes. so I've purposefully picked times that don't include a meal sometimes. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's what I think. I think I would start out and, and you can mm-hmm. even send out invitations, you know, without knowing every detail. Yeah. You yeah. just, you need to know your day and time. And for little children's parties, maybe for a lot of parties, you can have a basic theme by mm. what kind of an invitation you send out. But the rest of those details can come after that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can then start working through the details of, of everything else. Yeah. So. And based on some of our other conversations, I would also know that when you're looking at your day, you're not just finding one free day. Mm. Right. Because you know it's going to take me some time in that week lead up, depending on what you're preparing for. Right. Like when I prepared for just the three of us to have dinner that night, I really did only have mm-hmm. that evening, mm-hmm. which is why we ended up mm-hmm. having what we mm-hmm. did. Yes. Right. right. And it was right. great. Um, but... If you're planning like a shower for somebody, knowing then that means really the day before I need to not be packing up our car with other things (laughs) the whole day. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So the day before you need to know that's going to be the day that you'll do most of your preparation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Depending, of course, if it's an evening dinner, then you could also use that whole the day of. Mm -hmm. If it's not until a dinner that night, you can use a lot of that day to prepare your home and food. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we said, kind of coming up with a date and time. Then we talked about looking at what you're budgeting from. Mm -hmm. Right. What are you budgeting from in your time? Mm -hmm. What kind of a budget do you have financially? What's your budget looking like money-wise? And your budget of space Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah. Do you want to expand on any of those thoughts? I think just overall, it's important to say like, you know, with the time that I have, right, now like this kind of like dictates what kind of event I'm able to do Mm -hmm. like do I do the Trader Joe's fajitas that are wonderful or do I like plan like a big meal or like those kinds of things and like what your guests are almost like the the people that you're inviting over if they have a lot of small children then maybe doing a big three course dinner is not your best idea and so just kind of having that plan in mind Mm -hmm. and so um And I think then when it comes to like, you know, um, your budget, like that plays a big part. Like, so then you can Mm -hmm. say, you know what, I want to host something. So I'll provide the space and I'll provide one or two things, but maybe we can do it potluck style Mm -hmm. for sure. Or maybe instead I, you know, maybe you're even at the point where you've never even invited a friend over really for like coffee time after Mm -hmm. like kids bedtime or something and so you're like well what do I provide for this yeah (laughs) it's time to just do it you if you like love coffee like just have a cup of like have a pot of coffee brewed and invite a friend over light a candle and that's all the the expense that you need to spend Mm -hmm. if that is even too much just grab some nice cups for some water and then like just enjoy that time with somebody and so like really thinking about it or do I have the money to be able to and then if you don't like where what can I cut Mm -hmm. and what what should I spend on yeah yeah for sure and then I think also considering your space that you have Mm -hmm. like how is this space going to serve this event well um looking at seating right if this Mm -hmm. is you know a shower saying Mm -hmm. How many seats do we have for people Mm -hmm. and how do I need to create more seating Mm -hmm. or not? If we're having a meal, uh, how many seats do I have at a table 
or do I have seats just on couches? Because you can still have a meal. Mm -hmm. Right. That's fine. And I would even encourage parents. I mean, you see when I look on, again, on like social media and I see these parties, all the kids are seated at tables. (laughs) My kids are just as happy on the Uh floor on a sheet Uh and or even like a tablecloth. Uh Like it can still look cute. Right. It could Uh even be the same color tablecloth theme as the party, you Uh know, but it doesn't have to all be seated. To uh-huh. equate space for everyone. Uh-huh. Right. So I think space is important. Yes. Okay, then timeline. You talked about Stephanie earlier having a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super important. So and then so after you know kind of like what your food looks like, like um what your guest list looks like, like what you're planning on doing with all those things, then you can say, Okay, I'm gonna need this much time to plan. Mm-hmm. And that planning goes into like going to the grocery store. If you are making food for the event or if you're buying food, or if um even if you need to grab that like bag of ground coffee at the mm-hmm. grocery store to have a friend over, any of those different things, planning that time to go to do that. But then also like, how do I want to decorate? And thinking to yourself, like, do I want like a lot of decorations? Would that be like something or am I not going to do a lot of decorations? Like, what am I going to do for that? And so making sure that you have a timeline that is like reasonable, especially if like you do have young children at home, thinking Mm -hmm. to yourself, like how clean would be acceptable for me to have friends come over? Like, and what are like, are my friends that are coming over also friends that have a home that looks like mine with small children running around? Or am I like entertaining like maybe like some of my um like grandparents or something like that where really I might want it to look a little bit nicer so then Mm -hmm. maybe planning and prioritizing this is what is most important because of the guests that I'm inviting and like giving them a really nice space to enjoy like that Mm -hmm. intentional conversation time Um, because I feel like some of my friends if my house just looked like how it normally looks it's fine. And then for some of my friends, it would really like, it would mean so much to their heart if they saw that, like, I picked up some of the things that were around and there was a space that like wasn't cluttered with kids, toys and things like that. So they could sit and enjoy a cup of coffee without like having to move something off the couch, yes. you know? Yeah. So. Well, and so that's, that's kind of where I thought too, is all that lead up time. Mm-hmm. Everything takes longer than you think it's going to. Yeah. When you're planning to decorate, leave yourself more time. When you're mm-hmm. planning to set up, leave yourself more time than you think. It always takes more. And then mom earlier, uh, I'm just going to kind of summarize what we had talked about earlier about the mm-hmm. day of the party, that having a timeline of the party mm-hmm. so that people know that someone's in charge gives a real sense of rest to the party mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ease that people can just enjoy that time mm-hmm. when they know, oh, like I know what's coming next and this person's going to keep it moving. So it doesn't just kind of feel like it's going nowhere or that you miss mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. right? that mm-hmm. was important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, I feel like that was super encouraging and I'm going to follow up with this with some real specific bullet points like this too, on the blog post that will come out tomorrow so that hopefully if there's a mom who maybe it's a starting point of just a friend for coffee mm-hmm. or a couple friends for dinner or a neighborhood party. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. We don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful idea. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, but I think it will really be an encouragement mm. and hopefully some people will be willing to take some of your wisdom and expertise and <laughs> give some legs to some ideas they've had. So thank you so much, guys. Yeah, oh, sure. you're welcome. I hope this conversation has inspired you to want to host a gathering soon. 2020 was such a challenging year with so much separation that hosting a party or get together is an even greater blessing than in years past. Today, we learned that gatherings don't have to be large, expensive, and overwhelming events in order to be meaningful. Whatever social event you decide to host, consider being intentional about the time required to plan, host, and clean up. 
Also, think about who the gathering is for and adjust the setting, food, decorations, and activities to be the greatest blessing for the intended audience. For example, a gathering designed to serve a small group of moms should have very different food, space, and activities than a birthday party for a group of nine-year-old boys. I'll let you guess which group would enjoy eating hot dogs while shooting Nerf guns at each other. If you said the moms, I just might be too busy to make it to your party. <laughs> Consider the purpose of the party and get-togethers when deciding how much money to spend. Gatherings are ultimately about celebrating the relationships we share with other people. Create a budget that's realistic and doesn't create a financial burden for any person involved. Going into debt for a celebration will take all that built-up joy and destroy it quickly once the bill comes due. Get creative. Make decorations yourself or cook your own food. Maybe just serve desserts or do a potluck. If that doesn't work for your particular event, ask some of your talented friends for help. Most women would never turn down the sincere asking of a friend in need. Whatever you plan for your gathering, make sure you build in time to enjoy the people attending and being celebrated. A good host is present and prioritizes relationships over all the extras. My hope is that this conversation encourages you to plan that event or get together, even if you've never done it before. You will become a better hostess every time you try. What hosting tips and encouragement do you have for other moms listening? Please leave a comment below or on my social media at Seek Holy Living. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we share tips for a meaningful Thanksgiving.